Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Inspire greatness or cater to mediocrity. If you listen to this podcast any time at all, you've heard me say that dozens and dozens of times. That's really the choice that we have as leaders in this profession. We can appeal to the mediocrity in people or we can inspire greatness. All great network marketing leaders, I believe, have been raised and were brought up and were trained in cultures that inspired greatness, uh, cultures centered around personal development and personal responsibility. Network marketing is a personal development program with a compensation plan attached. Uh, you know, there's there's cultures in this profession, there's organizations, and their whole focus, their whole culture is on how to create followers on social media. Uh, you have others that their whole culture is fake it till you make it. You know, talk about that which you know nothing about. Uh, there's other cultures, and they're strong on three-way calls and slamming people, closing people in the business. You know, you just close them in the business. There A few years ago, everybody was in what I would call a blogging culture. Everybody was taught, if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing pro, then you need your own blog. And it's like, you know, I said, who wants to perceive to be? Be. Why, why do you want to per- be perceived to be? Why not become? Why not be? Uh, you know, and there's other cultures that are just – their whole culture is they what I call nice people into the business. Uh, you know, they high-five everybody. Uh, uh, they're just nice to them. They stroke their ego every chance they get. They do hug bombs on people. And their whole thing is we're going to be so nice to them, we're going to like them so much that they won't fall out and won't go off auto ship next month. And and I'm, pro- I'm probably in the future going to do – a real more in-depth podcast on the different cultures of today because all network marketing cultures in the beginning when there was growth came out of the personal development movement. So I'm going to, I want you to hear a very special training today from a gentleman named Matt Morse. I don't know Matt from all indications. Uh, he was raised in a personal development foundation. I know he started his career with Amway. I'm not sure how long he was there, but I know he started with Amway, which is evident when you hear him speak uh, that he was, that's the strongest personal development foundation in the profession as far as I'm concerned. And, but that was the culture he was, he was raised in. Uh, Probably 10, maybe 12 years ago, somebody sent me a PDF that he wrote it was one of our customers, and they said, Dale, I think this guy's ripping off your material. And that's the first time I'd ever heard the name Matt Morse. And 
it's like, no, he, he hasn't ripped it off. He's a much better writer than I am. Uh, but truth is truth. Wisdom is wisdom. There's success principles that were valid 50 years ago and they'll be valid 50 years from now. And this guy is just a student. It's more than obvious that he's a student. And when his name has come up since then, I've tried to listen or pay a little bit of attention, but I, I haven't, you know, spent the time I probably could have and may, probably should have. But anyway, uh, last week there were, I was talking to three pe- three different people that had responded to our outreach. They had all been involved in world ventures, which is where Matt really, uh, built an unbelievable organization and they were, telling me about some drama that they were having there, some kind of merger or something. And long story short, uh, I knew uh, a friend of mine, Curry Russell, had been involved with World Ventures at one time. So I just called him to get the scoop, and that led to him talking about uh, Matt Moore's Burn Your Bridge uh, audio. He said, have you ever heard of that train? I said, I've never heard it. He said, oh, Dale, you would love it. So long story short – uh, I found it. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was so good that I want to share it with you on this week's podcast. And then Curry and myself are going to come back and talk about and kind of try to drive home some of the foundational wisdom of the ages, success principles that are in, that are absolutely required for you to internalize and then put into action if you expect to achieve your full upside potential in this profession. So I hope you enjoy this. All right, excited to share with you today. So how many of you, this is the first time you've heard me speak, or you've heard me speak before? Jeff, you're like, what did he just ask? See, I pick on those who don't participate. I can see, all right? So excited to share with you. I, uh, I'm going to be sharing a topic today, and uh, let me just uh, be real open. This talk may not be for everyone in the room. The talk today is, what does it take to go IMD? How many of you are serious about going IMD? All right, and uh, you know, it is uh, pretty awesome, the kind of recognition that we get, the lifestyle that we live. But let me, uh, let me just tell you, if you saw me growing up or you saw me when I got started in network marketing, <laughs> none of you would have picked me as the guy that was going to be successful in anything. Uh, I mean, I was the kid in high school that finished in the half of the class that made the top half possible, if that makes sense. Um, not, not exactly the you know, sharpest knife in the shed, if you know what I mean. Sorry, tool, tool in the door. Um, I, uh, I I was the troublemaker growing up. I was the kid who, uh, you know, was like always in trouble with the teacher, always in uh, what was the uh, in school, school suspension kind of thing. And um, so anyway, not voted most likely to succeed for sure. Uh, barely got out of high school. After high school, went into the U.S. Marine Corps. Any Marines in the house? Okay. And interesting, seeing the hands there. This will be interesting. How, ladies, how many of you dated a Marine before? See, there's always a lot more hands. I don't know why that is. But, but let me just po- apologize on behalf of the Marine Corps. Um, see, when, uh, when I got out of the boot camp in the Marine Corps, see, boot camp does this really weird thing. They give you a level of confidence that you really don't deserve to have. 
And so I, uh, I ended up going into uh, college, and I decided I was going to be pre-med, even though I barely got out of high school. So uh, first semester in college, I failed chemistry, D in biology, realized I wasn't cut out for medicine, went over to the economic school, had to take calculus, failed it miserably, and when I say miserably, I mean not even close, like not even 50%. Uh, took the same class a second time, still didn't pass it, realized I wasn't cut out for you know economics either. So... I, uh, I became an entrepreneur essentially because I didn't qualify for anything else. And um, here's what happened. I, I decided to go all in on uh, you know network marketing, quit my job. I was just going to go all in. And here's what happened. It was interesting. I had so much success in my first two years. I was able to move into this really amazing place. It's called a Honda Civic. Have you heard of this? See, for two, two months of my life, I lived out of my Honda Civic. And if, uh, how many of you have been homeless before? Three of you, great. So um, if you've been homeless, you know you develop a bit of a bathing problem. So I would actually bathe in gas station bathrooms. Uh, if I had more time, I'd tell you about the time I showered naked in a church parking lot. Interesting stuff that went on. And, uh, you know, people do uh, it, it kind of do things for two reasons. The de desire for pleasure or avoidance of pain. Or for me, I would say inspiration or desperation. And because of a whole lot of desperation, I was serious about going out and having success. And here's what happened. I started reading books. When I started listening to audio programs from other successful people, and I learned this concept called modeling. And modeling basically just says, if you want to have huge success in your life, find someone who's had the kind of success you want, figure out how they did it, do the same thing, and you can get the same result. That makes sense? And so I started looking for mentorship. I ended up finding Wayne Nugent. And when I found Wayne, I was at a point in my life where I was ready. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I decided to just model him. And so I'm going to give you the first thing it takes to go IMD, and that's to decide. And see, if you look at the root word of decide, you get side. So genocide, pesticide, suicide means to kill off. So to kill off any other option than going IMD. See, for some of you, it's still an option. It's an option for you to go on IMD. And if it's an option for you, let me promise you, you ain't going to hit it. So you got to decide to make it. And here's where I was. When I met Wayne, I was living in what I would call kind of the land of the common man. And see, in the land of the common man, life is easy. You know, it's comfortable. That's where most people live in this land of the common man. And getting into network marketing, I'd look across and I'd see this land of victory. I'd see other leaders like the leaders up here in the first couple rows and they're living in the land of victory. And that's where I wanted to be. And so for a period of time, I'd cross over the bridge, you know, this bridge that connected over and I'd try. But what happens when you're over here in the land of victory, you get hit. So you get hit with fear. You get hit with rejection. You get hit with failure. And it hurts. And so I'd go back and I'd cross back over this bridge. Back to the land of the common man where it was safe and easy. But I'd, you know, sit here for a while and I'd look over and I'd say, you know, man, I'll go to one more training. Let me just go to one more training. So I'd, all right, I'd cross back over the bridge. I'd get my will up. And I'd get over here and I'd go show the business to ten people. And ten people would tell me no. And it hurt. So I'd walk back over. Back to the land of the common man. And see, my buddies, my buddies had welcomed me back over. They'd pat me on the back and say, come on, man, come have a beer, come watch the game. <laughs> see, 
The common man loves other common men because they justify each other's averageness. And I didn't want to be average. I'd look over and I'd see other people doing big things. I said, you know what? I'm going to cross over the bridge again. And I'd cross over the bridge and I'd try. And let me tell you why I tried. Because the word try is a front end excuse for failure. It's the word you use when you want to have something to fall back on. Say, you know what? I was just trying. I tried that network marketing thing. I tried World Ventures, but no one wanted to do it. I tried it and it didn't work. And so I'd walk back over, back to the land of the common man, and I'd play the blame game. Most popular game in the world. And you don't know know why the blame game is the most popular game in the world? Because it's so much easier to blame something else or someone else for your lack of determination to win. And that's what I did over and over and over. The company didn't work. The website didn't work. My upline wasn't good enough. And I'd blame it on, you know what, I'm too young. I'm just not a salesperson like everyone else. And I'd sit there in the land of the common man. And here's what happened. I worked for a company for two years. And I got, after two years of working really hard with that company, I got laid off. And see, when I got laid off, I got pissed off. I just got mad as hell. And I said, you know what, never again am I going to let someone else control my financial destiny. Never again... Am I going to sacrifice a great life for a good life because good is the enemy of great? I said, never again am I going to sacrifice and am I going to settle for anything than everything I ever wanted? So I crossed over the bridge one last time and I made a decision. I said, I'm burning the damn bridge. And when I burnt the bridge, that's when I started making it. Some of you need to burn your bridge. And here's the deal. You're going to have a learning curve. I don't care what your background is. There's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be struggle. You're going to have to grow. You just got to grow. Because here's the reality. Your success in World Ventures is never going to grow beyond your level of personal growth. See, Ray Kroc, he said it best. He said, if you're green, you're growing. If you're ripe, you're rotten. Greatest investment in the history of the world. You want me to tell you what it is? It's the investment in your mind because no one can take it from you. Here's the philosophy I want you to live by. You empty your wallet into your mind, and your mind fills up your wallet. See, I decided when I met Wayne, I was going to be coachable. And whatever he told me to do, I would do it. So if he said read a book, I read it. If he said go to a seminar, I went to the seminar. Let me give you the most three dangerous words for you. You want to know what they are? I know that. (laughs) Some of you didn't come last night. A couple of you. I know. Because you're thinking, oh, I know that. I know what they're going to talk about. Some of you miss out on the regional training. So you think, oh, I've heard that stuff before. I know that. You always got to be coachable. And some of you I know are thinking, well, man, it's risky. People ask me, what's the risk of joining World Ventures? See, we're not an investment. There's, there's no risk in, you know, joining, but there's a risk in not doing it. There's a risk in you not going in. You want to know what your risk is? It's what Wayne Nugent told me. He said your risk in not going all in is the life that you could have lived if you weren't afraid. 
So what is it going to take for you to go IMD? You're going to have to overcome your fears. And sometimes you see an IMD on stage and you, you don't see a lot of fear. And because you don't see a lot of fear, maybe you think we never had it. Well, let me promise you, nothing is farther from the truth. When I got into network marketing, I was afraid. First time I ever called someone to invite them, I was afraid. First time I ever got in front of a room and did a presentation, I was afraid. And uh, uh, let me just give you some facts about fear. The, on, it, the only difference between an IMD and the brand new rep is the IMD was just willing to keep breaking through their fears over and over and over. And see, what happens eventually, if you continue to do that which you fear, the death of fear becomes inevitable. So what happens is you go out and you invite 10 people to look at World Ventures, and you're going to be afraid. Don't expect for the fear to just go away right away. But after you do 10 invitations, guess what? You have a little bit less fear. You do 10 more, a little bit less fear. 10 more, a little bit less fear. First time I ever got in front of the room and had to do a presentation, I was afraid. There were six guests in the room, and I was so bad, three walked out. So guess what? Next time I did a presentation, I was even more afraid, but I did it anyway. Next time I had to do one, I was afraid, and I did it anyway, over and over and over, until we now you know, we get to speak to 7,000 people, and most of you know it's not a whole lot of fear, it's a whole lot of excitement, ain't it? And he, let me just give you the biggest reason you have fear about showing this business to people. It's because of your emotional attachment to them joining World Ventures. See, here's the deal. Your prospect can smell your neediness and your, you know, your need for them to get into business like a dog smells fear. And you want to know a secret? Here's an interesting thing. When you stop being afraid of your prospect saying no, they start saying yes. <laughs> so you got to get rid of the fear. So... Let me give you a couple other things it's going to take. And um, before I do that, let me just tell you another thing about fear. You don't know what the bigger fear is? The bigger fear of you going out and overcoming whatever it is you're afraid of is the bigger underlying fear that you have to live your whole life with because of a feeling of helplessness. See, if you don't go out and overcome that fear, you live your entire life with the regret of knowing that you could have done it, but you didn't. I want you to write this down. Fear is temporary. Regret is forever. You don't want to live your whole life with the regret of knowing you had what it took, but you didn't go do it. I'll give you a more powerful fear. Here's the fear I work towards, and it's the fear of being afraid. <laughs> Some of you know I'm a little crazy, adrenaline junkie, you know, skydiving and some of those things. And here's the, what it is in my mind. I'm so afraid of living my life in fear. If I fear something, I just must do it. I got to go out and do it. So if I'm afraid, like I got someone on my chicken list and I'm afraid to call them, it hits me. I said, know what? I'm afraid of fear. I'm going to go out and make the call. If you're afraid to get up and do a presentation, you must do it. That's the fear that's going to serve you. That's the fear that's going to make you powerful. Let me give you one other uh, piece of advice here on what it takes to go IMD is you got to go do the work. You got to be willing to go out and take massive action. See, massive action equals massive success. That's the reality in this business. And see, when I decided to go all in with Wayne, I realized all in wasn't 
That's not all in. All in isn't 75%. All in means all in. It means living by this philosophy for a period of your life. I want you to repeat after me. I will do today what others won't to have tomorrow what others don't. See, here's what it was for me. I decided all in meant taking my TV and unplugging it and putting it in the closet until I had reached my goal. It's exactly what I did. See, I heard a man one time, this is what he told me. He said, he was actually a speaker, and he said, men, if you're the kind of guy who's more interested in watching television every night than going out and achieving success in your life, if you're the kind of guy who's not willing to go out and work for your family's success, if you're the kind of guy who's more interested in going out and drinking beer with your buddies than leaving generational success for your family, I won't call you a loser, but my friend, you're not a winner. And see, when he said that, it hurt. You want to know why it hurt? Because if I look deep down, I wouldn't be in a winner. I was living in this land of the common man. And I knew there was a land out there that I wanted to be in, in the land of victory. And I just wasn't doing what it took. So what's going to happen is you're going to want to quit at times. Along the journey, you're probably going to want to quit a few times. But here's the reality. You got two choices when you want to quit. Number one is to give up, or number two is to saddle up. Sometimes you're just going to have to saddle up. See, here's the other thing. A lot of you are looking at this and going, you know, I hear everything he's saying, but for me, it's unrealistic. And let me just tell you what I believe unrealistic is. Unrealistic is a lie that you tell yourself to justify staying where you're at. See, unrealistic is a lie that you tell yourself so you don't have to break through the fear. That's what unrealistic is. And if you look at it, you think about it. If you, is it unrealistic to flip a light switch and the lights to turn on? That's unrealistic, isn't it? But thank God Edison didn't believe in the lie of unrealistic. See, it's unrealistic to bend a piece of metal and fly it across the ocean, isn't it? But good thing the Wright brothers didn't believe in the lie of unrealistic. See, it is unrealistic for two young entrepreneurs to come out of nowhere to create the largest direct selling travel company in the world, giving all of us the ability to live our dreams. But thank God Mike and Wayne didn't believe in the lie of unrealistic. Here's what we're going to do. I think Byron said it yesterday. Actually, at an event, I heard Byron say this. He said, on our tombstone, we got the year we're born and the year we died. And what's in between those two years is a dash. So here's what the question of today is. And what I'm going to encourage you to make the question of your life is what is your dash going to look like? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have everyone close their eyes for just a minute. Everyone close your eyes and... We're going to take a look at your dash five years from now. Five years from now, with everyone's eyes closed, I want you to imagine waking up five years from now, after you've achieved IMD, after you've achieved your goals, and I want you to just feel what it feels like to wake up in the morning in your dream home and your dream bed. 
want you to, when you wake up, I want you to look around. What does your dream bedroom look like? And look, look to the other side of the bed. Who's laying next to you? Yeah, your dream spouse laying next to you. The one who stuck with you through thick and thin on your journey to IMD. Or maybe you're lying next to the person you were able to attract that you always wanted because of who you've been able to become. I want you to get up out of bed and I want you to walk over to the windows. What does your view look like? You got a view of the ocean, view of the mountains, maybe a lake. Go ahead and walk into your bathroom. What kind of bathroom do you have? Your dream bathroom. What kind of shower do you have? Maybe a six-head shower. Maybe a shower that doubles as a steam room. (laughs) Go ahead and walk into your closet. What does your closet look like? How big is your closet? Is it one story or two? (laughs) What kind of clothes do you have in there? What kind of shoes do you have? Do you just have a couple rows of shoes or maybe you have some special shelves installed and you got shoes that line the entire wall? See, today is a special day. I want you to pick out your favorite outfit. Pick out your favorite outfit and I want you to walk out to your garage. Maybe it's a three or four car garage. Maybe it's a six or eight car garage. What kind of vehicles do you have in your garage? See, today you're going to pick out your favorite vehicle. And I want you to get in it. So get in your favorite car. What does it feel like to get in that car? What does it smell like? Go ahead and crank it up. Hear the engine come to life. And go ahead and drive it out. We're going to a special place because World Ventures is doing an event not far from where you live with 30,000 people. And you're going to pull into the event center today. And you're going to see the special IMD-only parking. And you're going to pull into the garage. Valet is going to take your car. And you're going to go into the private entrance that's going to lead you directly backstage. And you're going to be standing backstage right now. I want you to imagine yourself standing backstage with 30,000 people out there and you're about to be introduced. And with anticipation feeling your feeling throughout your body, you hear your favorite song start blaring throughout the auditorium. And with your favorite song blaring, you hear the announcer yell out, World Ventures, welcome to the stage, IMD and multi-million dollar earner. And you hear him yell out your name. And with power and confidence filling your body right now, you walk out, you run out onto the stage, and you see 30,000 people screaming and cheering for you because what you've been able to accomplish And in that moment, feeling totally confident, you know that you will never stop building your World Ventures business until every leader in your organization that you love gets to feel exactly what you're feeling right now. If you're open to that challenge, 
Open your eyes, stand on your feet, and cheer for yourself greater than, than you've ever cheered for anyone, because you have the ability to live that dream. It's your life. Go get it. Wow, what 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 awesome insights, or what wisdom of the ages principles you guys just heard. You know, Matt ended this with what I call my perfect day exercise. He's taking people through that. Uh, those of you that are involved with programming your mind for success, that course, you know exactly what he was doing there. And and I really believe, and I've talked about this in the last couple of podcasts, that network markers, you know, today it's like, well, my product's free, therefore I'm successful, and people have really forgotten how to dream and dream big. Uh, so I hope you took all of what you've just heard to heart. Uh, as I promised you guys, when we start it, I've got Curry Russell with me. We're going to talk about some of the things that you just heard. Curry, how you doing today? Doing good, Dale. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, first thing I want you to get your comments on, I believe that all great network marketing leaders are created in what I call a personal development culture. And and we all heard Matt talked about, you know, after a couple of years of floundering around, he finally got into the books and the tapes and found a mentor. Curry, on your journey up to this point, uh, when did that happen for you, the self-education? Uh, Dale, it started shortly after I got involved, actually, after I figured out what it was that I was even doing. Um, my sponsor, it, sponsor had told me about a book and said, hey, you need to read this book. And I, I got to tell you, I was 36 years old and hadn't read a book since probably the 10th grade. And I honestly didn't want to read the book, but I made a decision to read it. It was uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and instantly... I felt a shift in my life. Like it was the, it just changed a massive amount in the direction. And since then, I now have a bookshelf full of books, uh, an Audible account full of books. And I feel like that has been one of the largest uh, impacts in my, in my journey. Without question. Without question. What was the second book you bought? I'm just curious. I'll put you on the spot. I really want to tell you that I, I I hate to say that I don't know the answer to that, but I will say probably right after that, somehow I picked up the Dream Giver. And cool. the Dream Giver was, uh, I still tell people to this day, it's been the most impactful book for me in changing my um, awareness of our reality. And it, it, and, and it goes right in, hand, in, hand in hand with... Uh, um, that Pablo, Pablo Consuelo book. What's that other book? Oh, The Alchemist. Uh, those two books are essentially the same book. So, uh, great, great audios. Awesome, awesome. How how important is is you know I, I've always believed and always taught that pers- this business is a personal development program with a compensation plan attached, and I have I have never seen anybody that is what I believe to be a real leader in this profession that hasn't gotten into that world. I mean, I I don't think we can stress it enough. I I don't, I don't think that it's possible to, to, to uh, do things like this without, and I'm going to use a a coined phrase, deprogramming your mind. 
you, you have to uh, become aware that you have been conditioned and programmed to be an employee. And if you're going to be a uh, entrepreneur of any kind, you, you definitely have to get out of some habits, some, some programming. And without that personal development, you just, you just probably won't make it. That's right. Uh, I remember somebody telling me early in my career, he said, Dale, there's a reason all big homes have libraries in them. That's pretty profound, <laughs> That's isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, as Matt talked about, you know, and I think uh, I have a, an audio, I think it's on, maybe it's on the Imam Success podcast, but I really believe the only way you can build this business is mad or excited. And he talks about when he got laid off and he got pissed off. Any comments on that? Dale, we talked about this uh, probably a week ago. Both of us had this conversation before we even talked about this audio. And that is actually one of the things I wrote down on the second page of my notes here was get angry, don't settle for good. Um, it, we, <laughs> once you become aware of where you are and what's possible, you really do have to consider are you going to stay comfortable or are you going to get so frustrated about what you've allowed yourself to become and make a change and then just run with your hair on fire? Absolutely. He, he said good is the, is the enemy of great, you know, and so many people, they're just, they're content to be comfortable instead of expanding their comfort zone Get fired up, get excited, go after it with big dreams, and 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 decide that they will not be denied. <laughs> Learning curve. No, and it all is. I mean, you if you don't become aware, you know, it is. It's tough for people to even know uh, because they 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 don't they don't get it. They when you tell people that you've got an opportunity. You, they don't get it. They don't understand that they even need it. I was in that boat. I was not even aware. I was completely delusional of the life that I was living. And it, it, it took waking up and discovering what it was I had been doing and getting so frustrated and so angry that I didn't want to be there anymore. And I made all the changes necessary to get to where we're at. You know, I, I've talked about for years that people, they start, they don't compare themselves with their God-given talent, skills, abilities, what their what their gifts are, what they could do. They compare themselves with the, their neighbors around them. And, you know, well, my car's only four years old. My neighbor's car's nine years old and this and that and the other thing. And I tell people, some of you need new neighbors. <laughs> and, and see, I think you were kind of a big fish in a small pond. You had a good corporate job, nice nice home, and you're in one of the, you know, and Kentucky's right behind you, but one of the poor states in the nation. Would you sure. <laughs> am, I mean, I'm not putting you on the spot, but you you know, self-awareness is something that people uh, you you talk about becoming self-aware and they look at you like a deer staring you back in a spotlight. It's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Do oh, you think I, that had something to do with you being a big fish in a small pond? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, and I, I honestly, I, I made that post on social media today. Literally today, I didn't think I needed it. I literally believed 
that I had a great job. I was providing for my family with one income. I was doing everything that I was supposed to do as a man. My kids were taken care of. My wife was taken care of. We went on nice vacations. We lived in a nice home. Why would I need this? Why would I need anything like this? And I, and I literally looked at, I had a, a gut shot moment where, where, I, where I had a, a moment of absolute clarity and it all just, it was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks that the reason I needed this is because of the delusions that I was living. I was blind to needing time freedom. I was blind to needing financial freedom. I just thought that my role in life was just to pay bills, take care of my family, maybe retire someday and die. And I really learned that you can live. And it, mm-hmm. it, it takes time. It takes time to earn it. And so I, I'm so grateful for this industry. Um, he talks, he talks strongly about you have to accept the fact that there's a learning curve. What do you have to say about that? Well, it, it's just like in any job, any, anything that you do in life, whether you're going to college and you work four or five, six years in college to get a degree. And, uh, in, in this industry, you, you don't start off making a massive amount of money. You start off learning how to uh, invite people, learning how to handle rejection, learning how, how to uh, handle objections, running through the numbers, then helping develop leaders in your organization to do the same things and follow systems. And, and you, you, a lot of people try to come into this industry with the skill sets and mindsets that they have and mm-hmm. think that they're going to make it, but this industry is absolutely different. It's different than sales. It's different than marketing. It's different than, uh, you know, whatever corporate job you think you've had success in. That There are multiple facets of developing organizations that aren't like anything else in this, in this world, it seems. And so you have to step through those phases of development. Absolutely. To be a great leader, you must first be a great student. And a lot of people come in with success in other areas of life and they think, well, I'll just transfer all that into this business and I'll be successful. And if they are, and about 3% can do that, but they are going to have a heck of a time trying to duplicate down the road. Have you seen that? I know you've heard me say that, but... Have you seen that yeah. in other people in organizations? Um, yes, there there is there is that uh, there there is that mix though of people like you said the three percent of people who who are outgoing and driven and, and will do what it takes without guidance, and then you have the the, the large amount of people who uh, just can't seem to figure it out on their own, and they need those systems in place, but. I think Dale. A lot of times we get caught up with the with the rest of the people, who who really are going to be pew sitters, and they're going to be happy being pew sitters. But for some reason, a lot of us in this in this industry try to try to push those those pew sitters up a hill, and I and I think that's where a lot of people in this industry get real frustrated real fast, and then get so frustrated that they they give up because they they spend too much time with the wrong uh, wrong people. 
Yeah, and this is business is so much fun when you're working with people that want it. They want it as bad as you want it for them. It's so much fun. I tell you one of the most profound things that he said, and it was you know it was simple, which most profound things are, but he said the he said the worst attitude that you can have is you hear something from somebody that's done it, and you say, "Oh yeah, I've heard that, I know that because knowledge without action leads to self delusion. I know I, that. I, I've heard that. I have that highlighted, Dale. I have that specific <laughs> phrase highlighted. I thought it was absolutely uh, stupid powerful. Just the most dangerous words anybody can say is, I know that. It's crazy. You had it highlighted for real? I really do. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> blocked off. It's highlighted. It is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know in, in his point, to, to his point, it's like you don't come to the things. You don't show up on the meetings. You don't come to the, the, the phone calls. You don't get on the Zooms. You don't get on the, uh, the corporate presentations because you think you know what they're going to say. But, but you and I, Dale, both know that in those moments, in those places that, that you feel like you've already been, you're going to miss out on the one key thing that you would have gotten from that. You're going to miss out on some mystical moment that you heard the thing that takes you to another level, and it happens all the time. Yep, that's right. The other thing that I think that he really drove home, and I wish that I would give anything if we could just help people get this from their head to their heart, but it's like uh, all growth happens outside your comfort zone. Everybody is fearful when they start. And and he talked about, you know, his first meeting, he was so bad, they have six people there and three walked out. And fear and see, honestly, I don't think you've you I don't think you personally have as much fear as most of us had when we started. I don't know why, but just in our conversations, but you see it in people. And you've also seen people, you've had them on your team, have them on your team that, you know, stepped out of their comfort zone, got in a consistent rhythm, and their fear diminishes. And, and if you if you continue doing the right things over and over, fear will disappear. I have zero fear today when it comes to building this business. What are your yeah, thoughts on fear? Yeah, well, as a guy who jumped out of planes in the military and, and, and scuba dived and swam with sharks, and I'm in that boat of uh, uh, if if it seems scary, I actually want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Talking to people, talking to strangers, talking to family, it just seems common sense to me and, and commonplace. But I, I do understand that that people have that that limitation. Their their brain is caught up in the what-if scenarios. I, I, I'm, I'm married to a beautiful woman who lives in the what-if for me because there's a lot of times that I I just run into a burning building uh, not even concerned about the fire, right? And so, you know, she has to sometimes hold me back to let you listen. This, something crazy could happen. Uh, you need to be aware of it. And so I, I think that 
people need to understand that the fears that they have in inviting and fears that they have in the conversations, all of that is going to be overcome with the practice. It's all going to be overcome with, with the attempts. Um, and every single, every single invite, every single conversation is going to make you bigger, better, and stronger in this, in this journey. But if you don't Absolutely. make those attempts, you're going to stay right where you are. Forever. Forever. And, 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 and he, did, he did say that, Dale. I love that. He said, fear is temporary and regret is forever. That's right. I, I, oh. do, a, I do a podcast on wistful regret in, in the, the funeral home, or the funeral homes, the, the nursing homes around the world are filled with people that are sitting there and most of their day is occupied with, if only I had, I wish I had, why didn't I, why didn't, you know, and, and it's wistful regret. And they sit there in a state of wistful regret thinking life could have been better if I had just gotten up the nerve to expand my comfort zone. And the thing I really wish people, I hope they understand, I promise you, if you do it consistently enough, long enough, it disappears. I mean, I, and this is coming from somebody I had on my phone, the, the statement taped on my phone. If you have nothing to lose by trying and a great deal to gain is successful, by all means try, do it now. Because I was so scared to pick up the phone. I can't even, it's not even the same person. You, you, it, it blows my mind because, I mean, people can overcome their fear. And if you, and if you don't, you're going to – things cannot improve. You know, you can't, you can't live your life with a lottery mentality. Uh, the, the one thing that he said, and I've, and I've heard I've, – I've said this. I never had heard anybody else say it, but I know it's true, and I know you're, you've got this really dialed in, that the fact that people can smell your fear – and he, and he said, when you stop caring about if they say no, they all start saying yes. <laughs> There's not a truer statement that's ever been made as it relates to network marketing recruiting. Now, I think it's funny that that even works through, through text messages and messaging. Somehow, when you don't have any fear to do it, the results are completely different. But when you are hesitant to do it, it's almost like the universe isn't even going to deliver it to you because you're, you're struggling. Like you, you need to have, and, and I, I love that I've, I've had this in my, in my journey of uh, being recognized for um, my lack of, of emotional attachment to the outcome. I, I as a matter of fact, Dale, at one of these events that we went to, I heard the one thing I needed to get past my emotional attachment to the outcome. And, and once I did that, once I made that dramatic shift in my thought process where it had no, where I had no value uh, in doing anything other than the invite. Other, it's, it's not my job to worry about what they say. It's not my job to worry about how they act. It's not my job to worry about what they think. My job was just to invite them to see the information. What happens after that is completely secondary. 
That's, I can't control that, but I can control inviting. And that's, that's what changed my whole business was just letting go of any outcome. 100%. You're looking for the right person at the right time in their life. Uh, I had a, a guy last week, Thursday, that I, that I, that had contacted me from some outreach that we were doing. And I thought this guy was one of the best prospects I've ever talked to. Everything sounded awesome. Uh, I honestly thought he was going to join that night and he didn't. And then Friday afternoon, he's actually, uh, on the West Coast. So I just called and, uh, left him a quick message. Uh, you know, I just want to see if you had any questions, anything I can help you with before we get you enrolled. And didn't hear anything back from him over the weekend. I just called him before we got on here, and I said, "Hey, look, this is Dale. This is going to be the last call that I I have. The last message I leave. Just wanted to check with you, make sure, see if you had any questions, anything I can help you with. And if I don't hear from you uh, within 24 hours, I'll just go ahead and scratch you off my list. And and I felt funny after I said that, and I have that. I say that every week, and 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 I and I've been thinking to myself, Dale, why did that bother you with this guy when you say that every week? And then I realized because he's uh, he was actually a lead from one of our team members, and I'm so hoping this guy comes in for my team member because it would be a boost. And then I got thinking, and this is how deep we go with this stuff, and I wish I didn't, but it's like the whole time I'm speaking with this guy, I'm really hoping he he comes in because of my team member. And I'm wondering if I projected something that I normally do not project. (laughs) That's pretty deep, isn't it? It is pretty deep, but it's true, though. (laughs) I mean, we, we... I mean, we we want people to get started, and, and we want them to, you know, be part of this with us, and sometimes we want it so badly that we almost drive them away because we 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 really understand what this can do for people. Yeah, and, and it, yeah. But but it's but the reality is is like you said a second ago, when it's their time, it's the right time. That's right. And, That's right. And some of us some of us. Uh, some of us don't do a good job. I'm one of those people who don't do a great job of follow-up because I, I, I get caught up in, in – and it's something I, I learned a long time ago that uh, if somebody doesn't see the value in what I have from the very get-go, there's going to be somebody that's coming behind me to show them that that might get started with them. So I just keep showing them from, showing from the front and just keep letting them go. Like, okay, yeah, I've showed you. If you don't – here's here I am. Come and join me if you want. But – I, so I, I need to do a better job of follow up, but I just I spend a lot of time just trying to uh, touch new bases. Yeah, create new numbers every day, every week. Uh, another thing that he said that just blew my mind. Actually, I don't know if I told you this, but about the first time I heard Matt Morris is about eleven, twelve years ago. Somebody sent me a PDF that this guy wrote, and he said, "Dale, this guy's ripping off all your material." And I said, "No, he's not." You know, and I read it, and I thought, man, I love this guy. And I, he wasn't ripping me off. He probably had never heard me. But one, but but truth is truth. Wisdom is wisdom. And I could tell that he, ha- he had to have been, I call it raised, but brought up in a personal development culture. And then I found out 
he started with Amway that made so much sense. But one of the things that he said, and it, it honestly blew my mind because I think I've told you recently and people listen to this podcast know uh, that my 20 reasons sheet, my goals, when I started in the beginning, when I got serious, and it took a couple years, but when I said, you know what, I'm going to make this happen, my 20 reasons sheet for doing the business was taped on my TV screen, and I had to pull that them off if I was going to watch TV. And the only thing I watched for three years until I was able to walk out of IBM, the only thing I ever watched was a UK basketball game. That was it. But what did he, his thought about, you know, focusing on doing what you want, uh, focusing on going where you want to go and eliminating distractions. He talked about he put his TV in the closet until he reached his goals. That's phenomenal. I, it is. And, and, and I, I told you this uh, a while before we started thinking about this conversation. That this is the first audio that changed my entire my, my business. It was. It was the first audio that because that, I did that. I, I decided when I was first joining the, joining um, that, that company, network marketing in general, um, I was playing video games every day. I was sitting here at my desk in between tasks for work, and I was playing video games eight, ten hours a day. I was just caught up in, in everything other than doing this. And I listened to this audio. And I said, you know what, if this is what it's going to take to make it, if this is what it's going to do, I'm going to do that. And, I, I, Dale, you know I'm a, I'm a nerd. You know I'm mm-hmm. into the, the, the Star Treks and the stuff like that. But I, I set a goal for myself. I said, listen, it, I know there's a new Star Trek series coming out called Discovery. I'm going to put shut everything off, and if I don't hit a rank, I'm not going to watch that show. Dale, I, I didn't hit that rank. And I didn't watch that show. I, I never turned a television on in the in any hotel room I was in. I didn't listen to, to ridiculous music. I focused entirely on listening to uh, audios that was going to drive my, my drive. I was reading books, and I was contacting people. And that's all I focused on. And, I mean, it's gotten me to this point. So th- this is – it's been the this, – this, these moments and these things that we pick up along the way have driven success, and not just for me, but in so many more people. Yeah, and see, one of the things I try to communicate with people, like when I was 20 years old sitting at IBM and getting ready to get fired, and they put me in the employee awareness class in that afternoon, and they said after lunch, they said, we're going to listen to an hour of this guy every day over the next week. And I thought, oh, great. And they popped in the tape, and the first thing I heard is, you are where you are in your life because of what's gone into your mind. And the only way to change where you are is change what goes into your mind. Instantly, that touched me at a level like nothing ever has. And I've been a personal development junkie since that day. Uh, And... You know, a lot of people don't get that. Like, they listen, but they kind of halfway listen. And, yeah, that's good for somebody else, but it doesn't apply to me. But wisdom is wisdom. Success principles are success principles. They work 50 years ago. They'll work 50 years from now if you internalize them and make them part of who you are. And I tell people, if you'll just start listening, even if you don't like it, 
over time, if once once the shift starts happening in your mind, you sincerely develop a hunger for personal development. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I I have a very strict policy in my life that I, I will uh, if a if a person recommends a book, I will go buy that book instantly because I, I've found that intelligent people recommend books and average people recommend TV shows. And I have <laughs> I have absolutely oh, I, I have adopted that principle. I, I've even been in in hotel lobbies with complete strangers, and a stranger recommended a book, and right in front of them, I pulled out my phone, went to the Amazon, and and bought that book right in front of them. I told him, I was like, listen, if a complete stranger recommends me to read something, I must have it. I must have it. Like something is different about that, that pursuit of intelligence uh, and, and success through it. And so I, I, I definitely, definitely recommend books. It, you've, even, you've even been with me in a car where I recommended a book to an Uber driver kid. Yeah, and, down in Florida. Yeah, I do. I do it all the time. I, I don't. Yep. I don't believe in recommending TV shows. I recommend books, and yep. that's what we do. Yeah, we're 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 in the personal development industry, and we have a compensation plan attached. That's phenomenal. Yeah, they, and by the way, I mean it does. And I loved. Um, Empty your wallet into your mind, and your mind fills up your wallet. And it, it can't be any more true, because the more we invest in, in knowledge, it, the more drive we have for success, and we just keep making more money. That's right. That's right. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm one of these guys barely got out of high school. I, I didn't read a book in high school. Uh, I remember picking up Think and Grow Rich was the first personal, and I read about maybe a chapter of it, and I picked it up and put it down three or four times before I ever got through it. But then I heard somebody talking about the magic of thinking big, David Schwartz, and and it's like, all right, I'm going to try that. So I read that book, and it it was easy to read, and it was like life-altering. And and, and I've, I've, I've been a avid reader ever since i can't i can't read enough i can't get enough of it i'm a junkie i am sitting here laughing because i i was was the same way with thinking grow rich i struggled struggled to get into it and then i got into it and i remember sitting at a wendy's uh waiting on scott devore and i had just finished like the seventh or eighth eighth chapter and i called you up and i said is this real is this real i remember that this is what's going to happen and I, yeah, that book was a, made a profound difference in my in my thought process. So yeah, I, but I couldn't. It took a while, and I, and I think that might be part of this deal is that it, it's it's a stage, right? Like you can't start with thinking grow rich. You've got to no. work up to it. You've got to work up to it, and it is yeah. It, it, it's uh yeah. Like I struggle reading some of the other books. I haven't finished, but it's like it, all of them are stages. And once you get through one, you can't wait to get to the next one. Yeah, it's a sequential process. You can't teach algebra to somebody who hasn't learned basic addition yet. So everything's sequential. 
That's why Amway started with the magic of thinking big was in their distributor kit back in the day. Yeah, I mean, and it's a phenomenal place for if people say, where should I start? That's the book, I think, to start with. And there's so many good ones. Yep, so many good ones. Last thing I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap this up, but I love, I love the fact that he ended that talk with that five-year, where you want to be in five years. And I think I've always asked people, you know, where are you going to be in five years if you continue to do what you've been doing? And, and it, where were you five years ago? What's really changed in the past five years? So where do you want to be in five years? And I love asking people that question, and I love the way he he worked people through that because that's been something that is just real, real important. I know personally right now, I, I, I told my mom this morning, I said, look, I've got a goal for the next five years that is so big, unless God himself intervenes, I'm bound to fail. And and she said, well, Dale, why? I said, because I believe if you shoot for the stars and if and or shoot for the moon, if you miss, you're still among the stars. And I believe what the mind can conceive and believe you can achieve. So I don't think I could conceive it if it wasn't possible to achieve it. So and and I believe network marketing has is a is a general business model uh, has forgotten to teach people to dream and dream big. It's like, you know, nobody joins this to make an extra $200 a month. If they did, they're in the wrong business model. And and I know you, like me, um, I mean, you you can be happy broke as is, is, is anybody, you, you personally. I mean, yep. you know, you, you just appreciate life and appreciate your family and your friends and you, you, you know, so it's hard for, for, it was hard for me to think big. I mean, really think big to, you know, I remember the day distinctly that I decided after hearing Jim Rohn, uh, hundreds of times say everybody should strive to become a millionaire, not for the money, but for the person you'll have to become. In the process, I remember the day that finally got through my thick head. And I know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast, and the whole concept of dreaming is something that they're working on or are scared of. You know, Benjamin Franklin said most men die at age 25, but they're not buried until age 75 because they, they, they forget how to dream, how to how to have big goals. Uh I think any perspective you want to share on that or what Matt covered, I think would be valuable to our listeners. Uh, I immediately just got got into the uh, the strangest secret, the Earl Nightingale um, mm. conversation, where he, where he talks about most. If, if you ask any man walking down the street today, you know why they're doing what they're doing, no one will have an answer. No one will even know. They, they, they just are going through life completely oblivious to having a why, having a need for anything. They just go to work. Um, but but I, it, is, it is fascinating when you do kind of wake up to the awareness of what's possible. And it is possible to, to achieve 
uh, you know, any, any number that you believe you can achieve. I, I love, I love that. I, I, one of my last points that I'm going to make on this, and I, I've got this starred and, and outlined and, and squared off here. There is a risk in not doing this. And that, that risk is if you don't go all in, you're the life you could have lived. It is gone. If you don't do this, if you don't dig in and truly believe in the possibility of what you can achieve, you're going to miss out on everything you were supposed to have. And this, this audio uh, was one of the few audios that just really, really set this in motion for me. And I, I'm, I'm very grateful for, uh, for Matt Morris. I'm grateful for you, Dale, coming into my life. Um, that these, these moments are just, are, are so great to me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, there's going to be people that will hear that. I'm, I'm glad we got it on a podcast, uh, so people could hear it. And I, and I sincerely just hope that, you know, we all have those days that we can look back on and we think, man, that was, that was the talk. That was the day. I was at a crossroads. A lot of times we're at crossroads and don't even realize it. But I was at a crossroads, and that that put me on a totally different projection for my life. And what if that day hadn't happened? <laughs> man, oh, man. This is an awesome, awesome business. Uh, Curry, I appreciate you taking some time, man. I'll talk to you again real soon, I'm sure. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much for having me, Dale. I truly, truly appreciate you uh, doing this with me. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Curry. Uh, I've got one more point. We're going to let you go today. One thing Matt said, he said, look, when you go all in, it's all in. It's not 50%. It's not 75%. It's all in. You have to burn your bridge. You know, we did a podcast session here. It's worth reviewing I don't have the number in front of me, but it's talked about there's no such thing as a part-time network marketing business. I mean, you can be working it part-time, but when you're working it, you've got to be 100% focused, dedicated to your goals, your dreams. And I know as I say that, there's some of you thinking, Dale, you know, I was an XYZ company, you know, 18 years ago, 14 years ago. I'm talking to a lot of people, it seems, that are starting to look at the profession again. It's been real exciting. People maybe that worked it 15 years ago and they're looking again and, you know, they, they gave it all they had. And here's the thing that people don't understand, you know, because I'm talking to some people like that were like myself when I was with the Shackley Corporation. My first five years, I gave that thing, I gave that company my heart, my soul, my focus, my dedication, uh, you know, I walked out of IBM because of that company. But here is the thing that people do not understand. You know, and, and I got up to fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars a year there. That was at my high point. I was probably never well, I know, I was never gonna make a quarter of a million dollars there. And and here's the one thing that I have to say, because it's true, and people need to understand this, especially those of you that are maybe frustrated, burnout. You're like I was with Shackley. I mean, when I left Shackley, I said never again. I gave it everything I had. I couldn't make it happen. I couldn't get to that six-figure magic number. 
And as as Matt was talking, I'm thinking, you know, that company at the time of that when that talk was recorded was probably seven, eight years old, is my guess, around that time. And everything that he said, truth is truth, wisdom is wisdom. The people that applied what he said, go to work, get all in, burn your bridges, you know, learn what you're doing, learn how to handle rejection, understand you're looking for the right person at the right time in your in their life. That if those people really applied those concepts, those universal principles to world ventures, they could probably get to six figures a year. But they were never going to become millionaires. They were never going to get much beyond that. And it has nothing to do other than the timing of the opportunity. See, when I was in Shackley, Shackley was 25 years old when I joined. I mean, that momentum, that, that ship had already sailed. And there's been many times in my life I've thought, what if I'd stayed there? You know, it would be 40 years now. Where would I be? Okay, I could have had a good business. You know, I could have probably gotten to over six figures, but I never would have been able to to know what it's like to make $300,000 a month because I never would have put myself in the right place at the right time with the right company where the four stars have lined up. Timing, being in the right place at the right time and be ready to take advantage of it is an important part of the overall success of this business. Your overall success. You're not going to escape the work. You're not going to escape the personal development. I don't care what company you're in. But timing is something that is not valued at the level that I feel like it needs to be in this profession today. And I guess the reason is because most people are involved with companies. A lot of people are involved with companies that are well-established. The more credible the company, the less of an upside income opportunity exists with that company. So I just needed to say that. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the feedback that we get every week from this podcast. I know we have people listening all over the world, and it's exciting for me to be able to share insights from true leaders like Matt Morris, Curry, and others. And we all travel the same road. We all travel the same road. And once you decide that you're going to travel it, burn your bridge, burn your bridge, get with the right company, right team, the right culture, burn your bridge, give it all you got, and you're, you're, you're in for a life changing adventure as Helen Keller said life is to be lived as a magnificent adventure not at all there's no better place to live that adventure than with the network marketing business model this is Dale Calvert thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week on another session of the MLM success podcast if you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review what are you waiting for At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. 
So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.